0: everybody
1: i'm peter and my head hurts he's never had a room
0: before it's my welcome to rebels rebels pod the podcast that chats batch two buds chatting bad batch
1: yep we're just a couple of bad bees talking bad b
0: gb's talking bb's good (laughs) boys talking bad batch
1: Ooh, I like that better. Um, so I wanted to introduce, so we have, do, do you want to get into the fun or do you want to try something informative first?
0: Let's get into the fun. I, wanna, I want those cards.
1: Yeah. All right. We're going to do, we need a name for this. What's, what's a, what's a name for card time?
0: Uh, Card time. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. We'll work on that. We'll workshop that. No, nah, I All think right, I so, nailed it. Card time. So,
1: card time okay so this is a new bit that we're trying out we did it last week i have a pack of the star wars episode one wide vision trading cards expansion subset cards and chrome inserts Ooh, i haven't gotten a chrome Mm -hmm. insert yet Mm -hmm.
0: card time Um,
1: i bought these from my local comic shop and so i they all have really fun names i am gonna tell mike a name of the card and he is going to try to describe What scene is being shown in his favorite movie of all time, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace? Love it. Ready, Mike? Sure. All right. This one. Oh, this one's easy. Escaping the Obey Sea Killer.
0: Um, just exactly what you said.
1: Yeah. What you got? You got to give me more. Describe. What do you think it's showing?
0: Um. Anakin zooming out of the thing in his starcraft that was so big
1: it's literally showing I'm showing Mike on the video it's showing oh I didn't mean Anakin big, sorry
0: I meant obi wan and oh fudge yeah. oh I thought you it's, said something else
1: nope it's the big it's the big fish oh you said it's always sea. a bigger fish
0: I heard deep space I was like Ugh.
1: well escaping the OPC killer
0: oh wow on yeah it's always, a bigger, always yep. a bigger fish always a bigger fish
1: the Gungan sub is caught fast in the monster by the monstrous tongue of the OPC killer. Now the hungry monster pulls in the captured craft directly into its mouth! Exclamation point inside the vehicle. Jar Jar panics while the two Jedi suddenly face an urgent situation. I love an
0: urgent situation. Ah, great movie. Phantom Menace. Oh,
1: there's also there's also facts on the back. So there's a picture of Qui-Gon and it says, In spite of ever-present danger, Jedi Qui-Gon Jin always remains coolly in
0: control. Nice.
1: Alright, this one is called Orders from Dom9 D-O-N-9 Hmm
0: Um Oh wow Uh Sounds like Maybe some Wow I actually have no idea I don't even know what to guess It's one of the clone droids droids
1: giving giving orders in the Wakanda battle. So, so aware of their formidable, perhaps hopeless task, brave Gungans get ready for a massive attack. The Oh, it's 00M, zero, zero not Dom. 00M9 zero, zero gives the command to move forward, and thousands assemble. Thousands of assembled battle droids march inexorably towards their amphibian foes.
0: That's funny. That, that battle scene is so forgettable that I often... It always surprises me when it comes up in the movie like oh yeah the games yeah. fight the droids.
1: I called it the Wakandan one because I saw a really good Star Wars meme where it was like hey can i copy your homework? Yeah, but change a couple of things so it's a little bit different and it's a picture of George Lucas on that battle mixed with the battle of Wakanda from yeah.
0: Black Panther. It's the same yeah. it's the same scene. Yeah, pretty yeah.
1: All right, last oh, yeah. one. An audience with boss. No.
0: I'm guessing Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan are standing before Boss Nass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Technically, yes, but which meeting with Boss Nass? Oh, the very first too? one when
0: they're trying to uh, when they're trying to get uh, Jar Jar free.
1: Nope, it's the second nope. one. It's the one with Queen Amidala, guided by Jar Jar. Queen Amidala and her entourage finally come face to face with Boss Nass, who stands imposingly on a sacred Gungan site.
0: Finally, the fact.
1: <laughs> the fact says Boss Nass, leader of the Gungans, is suspicious when Queen Amidala asks for help. Wow. These are the most mundane facts ever. Yeah. Nice. Card was...
0: time. Card time. Card cool. time.
1: All right. Are you ready to? Are you ready to talk some B?
0: Let's do it. Let's chat some batch.
1: Nice. Um, So I wanted to actually introduce a new segment, a new informative segment. Um, or you here's think... A little, here's a little secret for y'all. Um, you thought that I had a lot of cool behind-the-scenes information as we were going through Rebels, but most of that was just stolen from StarWars.com. They have these things for all the episodes of the animated shows called mm-hmm. the Trivia Gallery. Yeah. And there's like...
0: Oh, wow. Giving 10, it all away.
1: Yep. There's like 10 slides and they always put cool behind-the-scenes stuff. And so for the bad batch i would like to also incorporate that information but the problem is that they release it the monday after the show and we oh, wow he's on sundays so i think every episode i want to go up top and just look at the episode before look at that trivia gallery and if there's anything we've missed or anything we didn't talk about that's a cool little fact i want to i want to shut that out does that sound okay to you mike
0: yeah yeah so you luckily hit me with the facts
1: So luckily for this one, we actually covered most of it. Um, So there aren't any crazy world breaking facts that we missed. I just wanted to still introduce this for consistency. So there are a couple things. So we were on the planet Salukami. Um, That that episode was, or that planet was seen in episode three during the Order sixty six. Yeah, that's right. Why does that feel weird to me? Order sixty six, execute order sixty six, right? Yeah, yeah, sixty six. Okay, cool. Weird. It sounded weird to me for a second. Um, But in that, it's because I
0: think it sounds weird to you because it's clone troop ninety nine and order sixty six.
1: I think that's totally what it is. I was reading it and I was like, "Oh my god, the nines are upside down.
0: What am I doing?"
1: um so i re- i remember this so we saw this briefly in that in the sequence of episode three where jedi ali stas ali is shot down by her wingman which i is kind of jumps out for me because that's the one that i remember being kind of a cool jedi execution is that's yeah. the one where they're in they're flying over the planet they back with up cool behind us. yeah yeah, and the ship blows her up. It's not like they shot her with a gun. So um, we that is where we last saw this planet. Um, and, yeah, that's the only little Easter eggs. But sometimes nice. we get some really cool behind-the-scenes stuff. So we will keep a track on that going forward
0: for every episode. Oh, wow, we nailed it. All right. Good job, us. Yeah.
1: Cool. So what did you think about Episode 3, mm. Replacements?
0: Replacements. First of all, that name is it's funny uh because it's uh, the name of a band of brothers episode uh, it's also
1: the name of a band that has a cool song
0: oh that's right da, da, Swing and Party. Da, da, da. um yeah but it's the name of a of a band of brothers episode um mm. which is kind of thematically similar you know new guys coming in yeah you know,
1: you're a big bit ba- you're a big Band of Bees.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a bandhead. I'm a band Yeah, big time. Big, um, a big do you time
1: think band-head. there was judging from that? Because I remember watching it and, and liking that series. But um, do you think Band of Bees or do you think The Bad Bee was influenced at all by Band of Bees in this episode? Probably a little bit.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of the war tropes going on here, um, and the name. I have to think there's some something there, but maybe nothing significant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this episode was funny. The very first, the the scene that pops out to me first is like, oh, that was weird. Was um, when Tarkin and his his new golden boy, oh, what's his name? Do you know his name? The then oh, he's crowned up, an admiral at the end. Star-
1: oh, I looked up. It's
0: yeah. St- well, starts with he an- brings this new batch of troops. These four troops. They're not clones. They're recruits, right? And they're this elite force. And everyone is, like, awed by them. But they're awed (laughs) by them only because they're wearing, like, these black suits with, like, turtlenecks. And they're like, wow, impressive. But I'm like, what's impressive about them? Because they haven't shown any skills yet. So Tarkin is literally just impressed by their costumes. He's, like, very intrigued by it. I'm like, that seems, like, He's really easy to impress, apparently.
1: Yeah, I guess so. There are some interesting things about that. So his his name is Vice Admiral Rampart, and as you um, as you mentioned, he was promoted to an admiral at the end of the episode, which. Behind the scenes, that shows that Tarkin has been promoted to governor. He is now allowed to promote people he was not at that rank in, like during Rebels era. Yeah. Oh, no, Rebels is after this. Um, during the Clone Wars era, we saw even his. You know, they have those chocolate bar kind of yeah things on their chest that show their rank. So his rank is increased off the scenes, and now he has more power. And so he Rampart. He makes Rampart an admiral.
0: Which is um, funny, because I wish that's how promotions worked. I wish just one day... <laughs> like, the position above mine is principal. I'm a senior right now, but... It, yeah. So if I ever became a principal, I wish one day my boss would just go, I'll see you on Monday, principal. And I'd be like, <laughs> oh, wow, I just got promoted. I wish all they all, really... all had to do is speak it into existence.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, you go, Oprah. Um, so that's... Um, That's interesting. I've never thought about that because that happens a lot in like
0: military movies and
1: and shows Yeah, and Star Wars and things like that.
0: Darth Vader promotes people all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I know. He's got a a great promotion record.
1: Yeah, well, he also has a pretty harsh demotion record.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a Babe Ruth thing.
1: Yeah, um, but he... um, Like in Band of Bees, I feel like there's probably a scene where it's like, all right, Captain take your squad out. And like, is that actually how it works in the military? I feel like there's gotta be some sort of like perf review or something like that.
0: I don't know. I mean, back in world war II, I can't imagine there was too much bureaucracy in the military as much as there is now. I have, I have no idea speaking that totally, (laughs) but, (laughs) but um, I don't
1: know anything about that.
0: I do. Um, but Sorry. I I did. But you're right. It's common.
1: Yeah. I did want to say that, Speaking to your point, there is some things about this that is kind of interesting. So there are theories about, we talked about before, they're going to replace the clones with something, and that's kind of what Tarkin's trying to do. Um, but what is he going to replace the clones with? And I would just assume it would be just rank-and-file stormtroopers, but the if you notice that what they are wearing is the bottom half of Death Trooper outfits? Yeah. So it might be that these these are kind of special recruits that are like, maybe they have a reputation kind of like, like uh, the Bad Batch had. Um, so that's why their reputation precedes them. And then also, yeah, I mean,
0: they're wearing cool black armor. So, of course, people are going to be like, didn't we who's
1: see- that?
0: I know. But didn't we see Death Troopers in Episode 2 of the Bad Batch?
1: I don't think so. Really? Uh, well, in, in episode two, we didn't see Death Troopers. I remember asking why all the clones started talking like Stormtroopers. <laughs> like, did they already start putting Stormtroopers in the in the ranks? Um, but I might be mistaken by that. I'm not sure.
0: Wow. Okay. Uh, um,
1: cool. Yeah. But I think, there, so there's a little bit trying to figure out that. Um, and the other thing about that, too, is, so they mentioned Project War Mantle. And so, evidently, Project War Mantle is, they didn't really explain it that well, but it's evidently trying to figure out if there's special human troops that can replace the clones. Mm. And Project War Mantle was actually mentioned in Rogue One. If you remember that scene yep. where, um, I do. what's her name? uh in Ursa. I want to say, yeah, I was about to say Erdin Ver, Uh Erdin Yeah. For, no, um, when she's oh, going. First, yeah. Yeah, from Battlefront. But when she's going through all the different projects that the Death, when she's looking for the Death Star plan, and they have like Project Stardust or whatever it's called, there's one in there that says Project War Mantle. So that was kind of already set in Rogue One, and now we know that this is
0: what Project War that. Mantle is. I love it's it. that's, that's the, again, right level of Easter egg I want. The mm-hmm. right level of, um, just the right level. And I'm into yep. it
1: um the other interesting theory that i saw and i don't know if i buy into this but do you remember in the comics there is a the scar squadron
0: yeah yeah they're they lit quite literally the bad batch and one of them has a lightsaber
1: yep so they're they're like crazy badass um that, like, basically, super stormtroopers that are like Jedi killers. Um, yeah. And one of the things is that their name is actually Task Force 99. So their name even harkens back to the Bad Batch. And so some people are saying maybe this is the origin of Scar Squadron and mm. Crosshair is the one that trained Scar Squadron.
0: Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah and, yeah. and Scar Squadron exists around, I want to say Empire Strikes Back. I want to say in between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, that that comic book arc happens. Man, I miss the comics. I really miss reading them. They're so good. Yeah.
1: I, I, I fell off a little bit, um, but there were some really good ones. Maybe I should jump back in. Um. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yes, you should. So some other fun things that I saw. Well, I want to just start generally before we get too deep into like Easter eggs and stuff. I... You know We have a grading scale at the end, if you remember, so I won't give too much away, but a couple things stood out to me. First of all, this show looks effing gorgeous, and I don't know if this is a new thing. It looks
0: really good.
1: I don't know if this is a new thing, but my my TV just started showing that it's it's in Dolby Vision, Um, like a little thing popped up, so I don't know if they made an upgrade or not. But it looks freaking fantastic, especially the low-light scenes. I was so shocked about that and the attention to detail. I loved when they're wearing those breathing apparatus, apparatus eye, apparatus eye.
0: Yeah, um, sure. sure. Whatever. You, could
1: act, you could see the breath fogging the clear plastic slowly yeah. as they're breathing and just the, yeah, the vibe. Oh. It had a vibe, which I think that is the thing that I miss so much about Star Wars. And in a lot of ways, Clone Wars never had is the vibe. Mm. I mean, it kind of had like the the prequel vibe, um, but there was so much mixed in. You know, you'd get like so many different planets, you would get so many different situations where they're underwater one one time, and then they're in an evil castle one time, and then they're on a witch's planet one time, and then a god planet. It's, I love that. It's cool. I love it. So funny. But it didn't, it didn't have that Star Wars vibe to me, whereas Mandalorian has that, yeah. and I think Rebels has a lot more of that. This has a vibe. It feels like Empire Strikes Back. It feels like what I love about Star Wars. Yeah. I That really stuck out to me, and I really loved it.
0: That's cool. That's a good call out. Yeah. I was uh, a little concerned after episode two of the show. I was like, oh, but I think episode three is it's just kind of doubling down on what it is. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm buying in more. It didn't necessarily introduce anything more. I do think what I was missing in episode two is like the big bad. I was like, okay, who's going to be the show's like Thrawn to Rebels kind of thing? Or I don't know, like what's like the overarching peril mm-hmm. here. And I'm glad Rampart was introduced. And I hope Tarkin sticks through because I think I think he's a good level of involvement yeah. um in this. It's interesting. And you know, the occasional the occasional palpatine is not bad. Totally.
1: It's interesting because I feel like we didn't even bring up Tarkin very much in the last two episodes, but his presence felt his presence felt more threatening in this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I agree with you. I think we might have talked about this before, but I think my guess is that maybe it'll be much like Rebels where the Grand Inquisitor was kind of the big bad of Season 1. I think Crosshair is going to be the big bad of Season 1, and then that will have to be dealt with in one way or another. Either they will have to kill Crosshair or they will fix his inhibitor chip, and then there will be a new big bad, and I'm really interested to see what that new big bad is.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think I don't think they're gonna. Yeah, maybe crosshair. Yeah, my prediction is crosshair comes back at the season of one. I even think they laid the, the groundwork for it because in this episode, you know, Hunter is, um, kind of beating himself up and saying we never leave, mm-hmm. you know, soldiers behind kind of thing. And it's cl- and you know he has a moment where he even looks at crosshair or, Omega knocks over crosshairs. You know some of his, I don't know storage. Yeah,
1: his like weapons containers whatever.
0: Thing from the commander's yeah, yeah, and everyone's kind of a little um, bummed by looking at it. And so I think they're just alluding to they're going to save Crosshair. And two things are going to happen. They're going to try to save him and they're going to get his inhibitor chip out and everything's going to be great. Or they're going to try to save him, get his inhibitor chip out, and it's just going to be the same.
1: <laughs> they have to kill him. It's going
0: to be a jerk. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay, never yeah, mind. Like, this guy my
1: this inhibitor chip was never the problem. I just don't like you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, my So here is, I agree with you. And again, it's a kid's show, and we had to keep saying that about Rebels. And so that's not a negative. I think that is the most likely thing is, you know, they go on a rescue mission. They figure out how to disable the inhibitor chips and then they go get crosshair and disable his inhibitor chip and then they rescue him and he's yeah. now part of the crew. I think that is what is most likely, part of the crew. I think that is what is most likely. What this could also be setting up looted is mm. they all mm. get convinced that it's not crosshair's fault and they miss crosshair and they still have a way to fix crosshair and they go and rescue crosshair. And But how many times can I say crosshair? They go and, mm. <laughs> they go and rescue crosshair they do disable his inhibitor chip, but then while they're escaping or something, someone kills him. And that would be... Mm. I think that would be incredibly tragic. That would feel very like Empire Strikes Back, cliffhanger, very dark, um, in a way that I think could be really cool, but I just don't think that they would do something like that in a kid's show.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, those, Those kind of tricks are always a little... Goofy to me of like someone gets redeemed and then they die in the redemption moment. Yeah. Um but
1: you tell tell me you wouldn't
0: think it was crazy
1: rad if all that happens and they're getting out and they're fighting their way through all these clones or maybe stormtroopers at this point. They fight these new black suited stormtroopers and they're running to the ship, and then all of a sudden Darth Vader shows up and they're okay. all running, I mean, and Crosshair is like, No, I'll stay back and cover you guys, and like distracts Darth Vader so that everyone else can get away.
0: Okay, if it's Darth Vader, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Have we seen a lightsaber so far? It's three episodes. Oh, yeah episode. Yeah. Episode yeah, episode one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, this is completely guessing. I have no idea if any of this will happen, um, but I think that would be a really cool way to bring some real pathos to this.
0: Yeah. Um, it's interesting to think. I don't, I don't think it will happen, but thinking about major characters who are still alive mm-hmm. right now in this time frame, Darth Maul, Obi-Wan, Yoda. Um, I don't know. I don't think they'll make an appearance. Yeah. But it's interesting to know They're all around floating somewhere. Ahsoka's around there somewhere. Darth Vader's lurking in the back. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, The other thing I will say about this episode, is the other thing that stood out, is that I think the thing that they're doing that is making the show great and making me really like it is they are packing the show full of heart. And I know that the emotional stuff works on me much more than it works on you sometimes. But I really, Omega is growing on me. I thought the interaction with the moon dragon was very Jedi, very George Lucas. That felt like... Super Ezra. Very Ezra. It felt like the core of Star Wars. Not having to use a blaster, trying to figure out, come in peace, and like this is just a creature that's hungry, not necessarily trying to kill or attack you. And Omega is the one who can see through that and see the heart of the case and essentially feed this dragon and then get away safe and save the day. And I think in that way, she's teaching the Bad Batch, especially Hunter, something. As well as yeah. them teaching Omega how to just be a person in the world. Um yeah. and I think that growth is really cool. And I think it again, it reminds me of George Lucas. It reminds me of kind of the Jedi philosophy without Jedi ever being introduced in that arc, um, which I really liked. And then again, I when they get back and wrecker makes her a room, I thought that was so cute.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I it grew on me. It, yeah. it worked. It worked better this episode. I still can't get over her voice. It's, she sounds so old to me. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I feel
1: like it they just, did something in the third episode to make her sound a little more like a kid. She felt she sounded older to me, like much more mature in the original ones, and now she's she felt a mm-hmm. little more like a kid. But yeah, it it oh, is okay. a little odd to me.
0: Yeah, but, I yeah, she's grown on me. I will say I liked the, you know, jumping to the end, I liked the room bit where Wrecker makes her her own room and she has her own room mm. in the ship. I just like how cozy the ship feels now. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like that. Yeah, and the
1: other thing, too, is did you notice that that doll, So that doll is a doll of a Atuka? Um, which we've seen those animals a couple times, and you can buy one of those at Disney's Star Wars Land, whatever it's called. I forgot.
0: Oh, boy. Um,
1: but that doll is called Lula, and that is actually Wrecker's doll, and he feels really, remember, he was like, where is it? Where is it? Oh, he was, like, tearing apart the room to find his doll, and oh, he yeah. he gave it to Omega, which I thought was wow. really sweet.
0: That's cute. Yeah. Now I need to get one for for my little boy. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. I
1: would love that. It is a cute doll. Um, so I mean that that stuff really worked for me. I really liked that. Um the other thing is I don't know if there's anything about this, but we haven't talked about do you think that Omega's name has any significance to the to the story or anything going on here?
0: I mean Uh, you know, I guess classically the word Omega is in at least in American culture tied pretty strongly to, you know, alpha and Omega Mm -hmm. kind of the beginning and the end. And so if she's the end, um, I don't know. Yeah. What does that, what does that mean? And what would be the alpha to her Omega? And is she the very last clone special clone made or something? Is that what that means? Mm Um, yeah, I mean, it, it it could have significance. It's, um, I hadn't really thought about it. Yeah. To be honest.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, um, I mean, I was thinking that Omega is used as a symbol for oxygen 18, which is a natural stable isotope of oxygen. So I was thinking there was some significance there. Oh, sure. Um, sure but sure, sure, yeah, sure, no, sure, sure. I think the tr- classic, which I was thinking about a little bit, this is kind of on the nose, is yeah, Omega is the last letter in the Greek alphabet. So that's where the alpha and Omega saying comes from. And so in my mind, I was thinking, is Django Fett maybe the alpha, the first clone? And they're talking about Django mm. Fett's. DNA degrading a lot. Yeah. Um,
0: They're talking about so
1: it, that kind of signals and foreshadows the end of the clone program. Even though we know that that's happening, and then Omega is Omega, the last cl- of her kind. Um, and what significance will that be? You know, this is in a lot of ways. Stor- Star Wars is a story about people on their own, um, people who are feel like they don't have a place, of finding a place. You know, Luke. Luke's family is Mm. all dead, and so he's searching the galaxy to try to figure out where where he fits in. Uh, Ezra's parents are dead, Mm. so he's trying to search Lothal to figure out where he fits in, and now Omega doesn't have a family. She's a clone, and now her quote-unquote family, all the clones, she might be the very last one. So what does that mean for Omega's story? And I I don't have an answer. I just think that might be an interesting thought experiment to throw out there and to keep an eye on as we go forward.
0: Oh, it is interesting. I mean, I haven't thought much about will Omega. I don't know her background come up more. I just kind of assumed. Mm-hmm. Nah, she's just she was just a clone. It won't come up. But yeah, I, yeah, it's 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 fun to think about and yeah. yeah, put a pin in it and let's let's monitor that because I hadn't really considered it. But yeah, she's overall, I feel like she's a little more successful as a character to me character to me in this episode. Um and maybe she's just I
1: don't know. yep, who knows? totally who knows what so I have one more um kind of story Ooh. thing and then I have a couple of Easter eggs. So one thing I wanted to foreshadow is I think it is quite concerning that Wrecker's head was hurting and he says, Oh no, it was just in the <laughs> I just hit my head in the crash. But if you notice he's holding his yeah. head right where that chip is. Uh
0: and yeah. they even foreshadow
1: that in the Good beginning. Point. You know, they're they're talking to data, aka tech, um, saying like, "Oh, I don't. It's not. It's it's not for sure that the these things are disabled. I should run some tests." Um,
0: yeah. Oh, I was
1: really nervous that they were going to return back to the ship, and he was going to be in murder mode or something like that. And it doesn't seem like that's happening yet. But the second we see him be like, "Good clones follow orders," then things are things are about to go down.
0: Yeah, I know. And that will 100% be the last part of that uh, episode, as he'll say that. Yeah, I'm
1: nervous about that. Let's keep an eye on that. Um, Did you have any more story stuff before I close out with a couple last Easter eggs?
0: Oh, no, no, no. Well, let's ponder. Let's ponder that episode. No, you know, it's... This episode pulled me in a little more where episode two pulled me out. So let's let's, let's wrap it up yeah. here. What are the last eight series you got? So
1: a couple of interesting things is if you notice, and I think this probably makes sense because um, uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin trained Saw's rebel group when they were on Onderon at first. Mm-hmm. But did you notice that the weapons that they are using are all clone blasters? And then also the ship they're trying to get away in is are, is one of the L-A-A-T Gunships, And so they're using old clone as, as they're transitioning to the empire and getting rid of all this clone stuff. The rebels are already starting to pick up old military equipment.
0: Whoa. Oh uh, yeah.
1: So I thought that was just kind of a fun little detail. right? That's there. a cool one. The other one is if you've noticed this Gonk droid that is yeah. on the ship, the Havoc Marauder. Um, we have seen this Gonk droid before. Most notably, Wrecker has used it to to pump iron, just lifting weights with this Gonk droid. Um, this Gonk droid's name is Gonky.
0: Uh, that's not lazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wonder I how much a, like that. I wonder how much a Gonk droid. And by the way, Gonk is G N K. Donk, yeah. Uh, droid ways. Uh, let's see. Height. Uh, mm, not I'm not seeing any weight measurements here on Wikipedia.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've seen Wrecker like pick up a ship. So that's when, that's what he uses when he just wants
0: to get definition. Oh, got it got, got, it, for, got it. got yeah, it.
1: Got it. Yeah. 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 So I think those were all the Easter eggs I had. Um, I am going to close it out then with my sidekick grading scale so if you don't remember mike i'm I'm sure you didn't remember because i mm-hmm. threw this on you mm-hmm. last minute mm-hmm. last time as well mm-hmm. we are doing a new grading scale where we are seeing all the sidekicks in star wars um with jar jar binks for me being my least favorite sidekick and uh who did i even put in? ahsoka in my in my boss i'm whoa. gonna say ahsoka is my favorite sidekick <laughs> Whoa, nice i don't remember i don't remember who i said last week i should write that down but ahsoka being my favorite sidekick in star wars okay i i will say between those two things this episode for me was uh savage oppress whoa darth maul's brother holy, was cool as hell I mean, he was cool as hell, but he also kind of like. Final press is so good. He's pretty sick, but he also exited the scene pretty, pretty, uh, you know, with a whimper, not a bang, at the end. So yeah, it's not like the true. best, but I'd say that's a that's a solid A for me.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Well, that's good. I really um. enjoyed this episode. I walked i I walked away with a smile on my face. I thought it was very, very, very nice.
0: Okay, well, I, I remember my scale on a scale of K2SO being my favorite mm-hmm. sidekick to Jar Jar being my least. Uh, I'm going to give this episode a salacious crumb, Return of the Jedi, <laughs> the, the monkey nefarious sidekick of Jabba the Hutt. Um, to me, that's, I think it's what I ranked last week's episode as well. It's a B, this is l- inching towards a B plus. But it's still kind of in that middle zone of I don't know if you remember my prediction about how episodes in, in ten episodes arc usually go, but two and three usually dip in my opinion, four and five start to mm-hmm. climb six takes six and seven dip eight nine ten usually jump up so i'm 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 hopeful for next week,
1: yeah. This, this is cool. I'm excited. I'm having fun. Thank you for sharing that, Mike. Would you like to tell people where they can find us on the internet?
0: Rebels, Rebels Pod, Gmail, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, and if you go to Disneyland, buy Peter and I a Tuca. Um, a Tuca a doll and send it to us.
1: Just <laughs> to me. It. Great. It's open now. I saw someone already Instagramming themselves at galaxy edge
0: so who's at galaxy's edge send us a tuca doll now
1: yep yep and um yeah as mike said you can find us on instagram you can email us at rebels rebels pod evidently i must have set up a facebook page a long time ago that i had no idea existed and i randomly logged on and saw someone sent us a message there don't do that i just set it to delete we don't use facebook
0: so much i love that
1: yeah, but it was a nice conversation, so I'm glad we were able to connect.
0: Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, I, I had no idea.
1: Yeah, me neither.
0: Well, remember till next time to be brave out there. Don't look back. Don't look back. Bye. Bye.